If it's another year of progress, peace, joy, no loss, lift your hands to heaven in a moment and tell Jesus thank you. Tell Jesus I'm grateful for this beautiful year. It is my year of progress. It is my year of an awesome privileged direction from Jesus. Thank you precious Lord. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus precious name. We have thanked him. Can I get a better amen? Now I need us to please remain standing in a moment. Um, we have a very interesting culture in the house that I would like to comply with this beautiful morning. And that is the reading of the scriptures. Usually we would have had the aim to pursue the word, but we've had our aim right now. So we're going to take the reading of the word very quickly. And so I would ask that we open our scriptures to the book of Psalm 23. We would have to read the entire verse. And I'm sure as we go through the entire verse of that book of the Bible, you will come to a place to admit that this year, God must settle some issues. Now, I don't know how your mind is made up, but for me, the story of this year will be very glorious. Now, for those who have not gone through anything in the previous year, you will not understand what I've just said. But something is certain that this year will not be like last year. It shall be a better year. It shall be a very successful year. It shall be that year you have been waiting for all your life. If you believe it, say convincingly, amen. amen. So, as we read Psalm 23, I need you to ravish the entire verse of that scripture. I need you to savour it, suck it in like a new wine. Because the potency of that scripture will deliver in your life. And so we read Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Let's read in concerts together. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want it makes me to lie down in green pastures. It leads me beside the still waters. It restores my soul. It leads me on the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me, in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup runs over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever amen if you believe that scripture shout a good amen if you know that from this moment to the end of the year surely goodness and mercy shall follow you say a good amen, amen. with jesus joy and a wonderful high five give your neighbor a fantastic high five and have your lovely seat in the presence of your father you can see that the high five is still going on this beautiful morning I want to sincerely welcome you to the presence of your Father, our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, who has called us to come to him. The Bible says he has not called the sons of Jacob to serve him in vain, 
For every time there's an invite from God, it is simply because he wants to deliver a special gift in your life. Now, please folks, listen very attentively. This is not a social gathering. This is not an event. It's a meeting to meet with your Savior. Because if God cannot save you, no one else would. What God cannot do, nobody will do it. Where you will go and you will not come back, God will not take you there. Now, it's important to establish this mood so that we can understand that the law of expectation is still what delivers manifestation. The scripture was clear when it said, the expectation of the righteous one will not be cut short. So, you are not permitted to enter his presence without a deliberate desire to take something from him. Why? He said, in my presence, there is fullness. God has no need for joy. God has no need for deliverance. God has no need for money. God has no need to be fruitful. Everything written in the Bible is for the benefit of us. But we'll only be delivered on the platform of expectation. Via faith. So don't waste your 40 minutes. Because this whole privileged moment is 40 minutes. Not sufficient to watch a good movie. Don't waste it. Let there be whatever will be said or will not be said. Open your spirit. Because sometimes what the preacher is saying is not what God wants to say to you. But it is important that when your spirit is open, it begins to plant. Because in his house, there is flourishing. In his house, there is graceness. And there is grace to hear. And so I want to please give your honest indulgence that between now and the next 40 minutes, whatever will be said through me or will not be said through me, you are in the presence of God. If God cannot cure any disease, no neurosurgeon can attend to it. Feel empty and naked before him. And then he is permitted to help you out. So give God some allowance this morning and let God reach out to you. If you believe God is going to reach out to you, say a good amen. In the place of privilege, I want to say a big thank you to the entire pastorate and the elders of the church for this opportunity. I believe we miss our pastor dearly. We miss him so very much. We can't wait for his arrival. As we trust God to hold the house um, whilst he returns, we believe God will be doing great things in our midst. We want to celebrate his very beautiful wife who is here with us this beautiful morning. She... By reason of duty and responsibility, she would have to shuttle between the mainland church and the island church to oversee the dealing of God's work. Mama, we love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. The Lord continue to give you strength. I believe that um, our online viewers that are paying attention to what God is said to do this morning, and of course the senior pastor is also online to ensure everything is going according to divine order. Um, my assignment is very brief. But you would please permit me to, for the benefit and purpose of those who, for some reason, this is your first time in church, or maybe not even your first time, but this is the first time you're touching with this message. It's important that we do a little recap so that we don't lose you along the way. Because the man of God started the year with a very specific, powerful instruction that some people enter the year with a sense of decision that, Lord, if you don't say to me this year, let's forget this old business. I need you to know that God is very sensitive. The Bible says we have a high priest that feels our infirmity. There is nothing you are going through that is not aware of. The only real little problem is that there is no point of agreement between the both of you. The Bible said, can two work together? Except there is an agreement. 
So, so much God has to do, but there has to be an alignment from your own hand. And so, every time he speaks, it's just to position you properly in a manner that you can receive what he has to offer. Therefore, you make your mind and say, God, if you don't settle this issue of marriage this year, forget it. If you don't settle the issue of baby this year, don't think I'm excited again. You, you are expected to feel that way. And he knows you should feel that way. But you know the truth here? He's also committed to deliver it. But do yourself a favor. Can you play your part very well? Every blessing of the scripture is attached to a condition. Fulfill the condition and the integrity of the blessing will be expressed. So, the man of God started of the year and said, the Lord told him that this year, for you to reach out to what he has for you, you must please volunteer yourself willingly to be led. Am I correct here? Now, for those who have children, you would assume that leading somebody is very simple. In fact, it is pretty easier to lead a goat, a cow, dogs, sometimes than human being. If you have ever run a company, nothing wrecks the company as fast as wrong personnel. Human beings can be complicated. So, if human to human it's a big issue to lead ourselves, then you should imagine that God who submitted to you that you have a will. The difference is that the ghost does not have a will. But human beings have will to say, I not do. Not by force. And it cannot compel you. Because if you should do that, then it lost its place as a God. So, he said to you that I am going to be to you this year your Jehovah Ruhi, meaning the shepherd. But on the condition that you would agree to be the sheep. And if you follow me as the shepherd and you as the sheep, everything you just read in Psalm 23 will be manifested in your life. Now, and so that was his first instruction and message for the year. Then penultimate Sunday, Pastor Etifia came up stage here. I think it was last Sunday. And he talked about that the business of communication with Jesus or with God is not an intellectual situation. For the fact that you are educated does not mean you can understand the scriptures. The Bible told us of an Ethiopian man who was reading the Bible. And as he was reading the Bible, a man, God told a man called Philip, and went to meet the man on the, on the chariot and said, understand what thou readest because reading is not tantamount to understanding understand what thou readest and the man said how can I understand it when there is no one to explain it and from that moment he explained it and instantly revelation for manifestation happened so for the fact that you can read you went to school a PSC, a PhD order it is not a direct access to revelation of God's word for all scripture is written by the Spirit. So please, I'm taking you somewhere. Pastor Tefia then said, look, this business of being led is not a physical thing. It is a deliberate attention to pay close study of the part of you called spirit. Because man in his composition is spirit, soul, and body. When we lost our place in the garden, which he gave that illustration, we didn't lose our body or our soul. What left was a spirit. Now, let us do a little flip back quickly. The first Adam, because I have asked this question before, how many people have seen God 
highballs to highball. I can count on my fingertips. Four, I stand to be corrected if you know the fifth person. The first person that I've seen God eyeball, I can describe him physically, is Jesus himself. Am I correct here? The second person that I've seen God eyeball, I can describe what he looks like. You won't believe the second person. It's Lucifer himself. You know, you've seen him before? He was there. You know, Lucifer was one angel that is not exactly like the other angels. He had a willpower. So if you have ever asked why was he able to rebel against God, it's because he was the closest to the description of man. And so he has seen God. The third person that has seen God in his real form was the original Adam. The original Adam has seen God. That was like God will come down in the cool of the evening and then we have a tit at it. Not as a Jehovah Roi, but as a God the Father. And so Adam would talk to him and they would talk, say, How are you doing, Adam? He said, What's this little boy called? He said, He's on his crawfish, he's on his dolphin. They were having a nice time. And the fourth people, the fourth person that should now see God after the third Adam should be who? You and I. The Bible called him the restored Adam. You and I. So, now listen, this is the point. They were able to see God not in their physical form. Is that correct? Now, as we're seated here, if for some funny reason, an instinct of apparition happened here, as in a ghost just walked through the wall. Something just walked through that wall inside this auditorium. I can tell you with all sense of humility, everybody here will run Elta Sketa. Why is that? The natural human configuration was not designed to comprehend the things of the spirit. Your scripture in the book of 1 Corinthians 2 14, chapter 2, verse 1 says, He said, The natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit. Therefore, if we are talking about God leading you, we are not saying leading you in your soul or in your body. We are referring that this is time for you to understand that there is a part of you called the spirit that can only relate with spirit. He said, Why? God is spirit. And those that we want come to him must also be spirit. Now, pay attention, pay attention. If you ignore this instruction, if you ignore the fact that it's time to begin to pay attention to your spirit man, you've acquired a lot of degree. You've acquired a lot of muscles. Muscles, you are, your, your bicep and six pack is getting to eight. But trust me, your bicep, your education cannot provide direction to the quality of your destiny. Every great destiny requires divine backing. And it cannot be delivered on the premise of flesh and blood. Now, a lot of people are making fantastic merchant business. In the spirit of leading now, people go and make inquiry from prophets. And it's becoming a big business right now. Please, let me find out, Baba, what is God saying about my life? And God is saying to you, you don't really need all that as it were. Or you need this now. Pay attention to your spirit then when your spirit is sufficiently strong enough, I can now talk to you one-on-one. Therefore, the journey of Jehovah Roi is a journey to the realm of the spirit. A realm that most people don't want to. It is convenient to watch movies or read novels. But when it comes to say, let us read the Bible. Now, I know people sleep doing that. It's okay. Because it's not, you're not, your spirit man does not understand the essence of why that is important. And so this morning, I've been established by Pastor Etefia that 
We can be led by the Spirit on three conditions. The first one is what? Meditation on the Word. The second is what? Communion. The third is what? That was what he said last Sunday. Am I correct? And I believe in my heart right now, the couple with the fasting program, you should be gaining weight spiritually and losing weight physically. That's what should be going on right now. And if you are not fasting in the house, it's not too late. You can still join. Fasting helps you to gain weight spiritually and lose weight physically. Because the weightier you are spiritually, the stronger your access to God. The Bible says when a man fails in the day of battle, it's because his strength is little. So this morning, I want to bring a word to us. Before I touch on that, how many of us were around on Wednesday? On Wednesday, Minister Mayaki. God bless you, sir. Minister Mayaki came up here on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, I was listening to him and I was wondering, what is this man saying? I have not even understood what God wants. Now you are here to tell me I should align myself with the will of God. He came on Wednesday and shared the hallmark of our spiritual maturity is obeying the will of God. And I went on meditating deeply on that statement. That, look, God, the business right now is not even about your will. It's about I can't even hear you yet. I don't even know what you're saying. Talk less of wanting to align with your will. Everything about the Christian faith to eliminate any struggle is just obey God's will and there will be no struggle. But right now, I'm not even ready for that will until I can ascertain the fact that I can hear your specific instructions. And so we're going to come to that. But this morning, the title of this message this morning is still in alignment and consonant with the subject of Jehovah Roi is let us talk about the enemies of God's voice. The enemies of God's voice. How many of us in this auditorium this morning truly yearn to hear what God has to say? You desire it. But can I throw a question at you? Why do you need to hear God? Why? Let me give you four reasons. No, three reasons. You need to hear God for number one reason. Hearing of God helps your spiritual intimacy. Is that correct? The more you hear God, the more you enjoy God. And we understand that for those who have ever been in love before, one of the cravings of true lovers is that they crave for each other's attention. True of us. True of us. One of the symptoms that a man or a woman is in love is the craving for what? Attention. And the content of every attention is in communication. They prove that you are still in love with someone. Now, to kill any relationship, all you need to withdraw is what? Communication. If you ever met a husband and wife and there is a communication gap, there is already sickness in that marriage. Communication is the life wire that binds every relationship. So, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. Death is inevitable. Now, for God, the same rule applies. The benefit of hearing him is not just because you want direction. It's that it enhances your spiritual intimacy with him. Jehovah Roi was not needed in the Garden of Eden. 
It was Jehovah our father enjoying him all the time. Why is that? Because there was no plague, no demon, no issues in the garden. There was nothing. All Adam will wake up and do every day is to tend the garden. Nothing. And so the man will just come down in the cool of evening and they will have an intimate time, excitement and joy. Nothing to, to be afraid of. There was no fear. So you need to hear God to increase your spirituality. You may see, it's of eternal value. As a matter of fact, when we are gone to eternity, all that will be left between us and God is communication. The second reason why you need to hear God is in the book of Isaiah chapter 62. Have you read Isaiah 62 before? He said, 60 verse 2. He said there will be gross darkness over the earth. 60 verse 2. Isaiah 60 verse 2. He said, Behold, darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will what? Arise over you and his glory will what? Be seen upon you. So pay attention to this. Outside the garden, what we have left is a wildlife park. Can I throw a theological question at us? When God created Adam and Eve, were they the only two set of people on the surface of the earth? When God created Adam and Eve, were, they, were those two guys, were they the only ones on the surface of the earth? Think about it, please, in a moment. Bible scholars. If you say yes, can I see your hand up? You know, this is the house of God. Adam and Eve, were they the only two on earth at that time that God created heaven and earth? Were they, if you believe that we're only two, let me see your hand up. Okay, so let me ask a question. If you think there were other people or other beings, let me see your hand up. Let me ask a question. When God said, and Lucifer fell from heaven, where did he fall into? Was it earth? But we're also aware that it wasn't just Lucifer alone that fell. The Bible said he took one third of the angels in heaven that we currently call demons. Where did they fall? Which earth? The very one that Adam and Eve existed on. You know the beautiful thing about church is to eliminate every form of spiritual illiteracy. The question was, were they the only two living beings on earth? So, Adam and Eve were not the only living beings on earth. Lucifer and his fallen angels, where did they fall? Adam and Eve were the only two living in the Garden of Eden. But there were all the funny beings. Have you read the scripture before that said, this demon saw the daughters of men and they joined them and they gave back to giants. Have you seen that in the Bible? Can you please expand your horizon a little right now and admit that there is more than meets the eye in what you are reading in the scriptures. Adam and Eve were the only two in the garden but they were not the only two existing in the whole world. So the moment they left the garden they stepped into a world of wilderness. It is not different from our current life. Right now, between January and date, the quantum of events that has happened, I would not have imagined it happened in just one month. Hey! With just January until date, the event that has plagued the earth, you would not imagine it happened in just one month. And we have not started the year yet. And we have February, we have March. Tell me you, a blind man, you know, the, you know the deception is that we think we can see. Trust me, the maximum you can see is the moment. 
The next five minutes, you are so blinded to it. So, the arrogance of assuming you can run life on your intellect, you are about to be embarrassed and disgraced. Now, if you lack Jehovah Roi in a world that is this dark, just yesterday we had the news of a, a home market. They didn't plan it. They didn't see it. If somebody amongst them heard the voice of Jehovah Roi, what do you think he would have done? He would have gone to his store, packed everything. So, the escape out of the predicament of life remains the voice of God. And now, we believers are the ones that claim exclusive prerogative of the voice. We are the ones that stand and say, I know God, I hear God. Yet, the same evil that before men befalls you. And Jesus isolates you. I am ready to give you what they call uncommon immunity on the premise of my instructions to you. The world is getting darker. Businessmen are complaining. Everybody shouting, whoa. Just insecurity. But you know the good news? Is there anything on earth that is a surprise to God? He made absolute provision for your existence. Every human being that will ever live on earth, he created in the first Adam. Every maze you will eat is in the seed of the first maze. So, it will be sheer stupidity to attempt to ignore God in a year like this. Don't try it. Never step out of your door. Never step your children out of the house without saying, oh God, should they go to school today? You know, it's that important. The first reason why we need to hear the voice of God is it increases our spiritual intimacy. The second reason why is that we cannot survive in this wicked world without him. He can't. Darkness fills everywhere. Evil abounds everywhere. Number three reason why we must hear God. Now one of the reasons why I'm establishing the reason is that it should galvanize you to hunger and desire to hear him on, on time. You don't wait till February. You know, the Lord ministered something very profoundly while I was coming up stage. He said, tell somebody in this auditorium, you will not suffer loss this year. Now, it's not everybody. It's just somebody in this auditorium. The Lord is saying, you will not suffer any, you will not count any loss this year. Number three reason why we must hear him. Isaiah chapter 41 from verse 1 to 3 establishes the benefit of hearing him again. Isaiah chapter 41 45 rather. Isaiah 45 verse 1 to 3. Thus says the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus whose right hand I have held to subdue what nations before him and to lose the hammer of kings to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not what? Be shut. So that the gates of 2020 will not be shut. Can we go to you? And I will go before you and make the crooked what? Places straight. As they struggle this year, you will not struggle. Only on the condition that you are hearing what God is saying. You will not make a bad investment this year. Friends, listen to this truth. If you have never suffered confusion, bad investment, and and reproach, you will not place the needed premium on the voice of God. If you have seen bad investment, as in, you carried a whole 60 million, place it on an investment and it went down the drain. If someone had called you the following day and said, ah, there is another 300 million coming in front of you, but this time around, you need to hear what God has to say. Would you jump at it or not? God is saying, I will go before you in 2020. 
I will make the crooked place straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness. Now, pause, pause, listen. When I read Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2, every darkness was not designed to scare you. Some darkness are custodians of treasures. Therefore, now listen to this truth. Growing up as a young boy, one and don't lie on the genuine butter. Now there are those who can't stand darkness because everything that looks dark is a is a, a depiction of fear. But God is saying, in that, are you aware that God Himself is the ruler of darkness? He says, in this year, you need to walk with some level of spiritual six pack that it will require you to walk at night, though. But it's to deliver uncommon treasures to you. <laughs> I cannot go for that political meeting because they will kill you. No, they should be afraid to come to the political meeting because you are there. <laughs> Contact without contamination. This year is going to be great, but for the brave. This year is going to be great, but for the brave. Now, having established just three reasons why we must hear him, let us not go to the enemies. Of his voices. Number one, the first enemy of divine voice itself is voice. <laughs> you know, when you read that scripture, the one on the point say, "Is that they will they will do what?" Now, can we go back to the slide, please? The slide, John ten verse five. Is that yes? They will by no means follow what a stranger. Now, every one of us seated here, there are strangers around us. You are where you are based on your last instruction or the last advice you got. A lot of people have abandoned their golden vision to pursue gold in Germany. I must go to Canada. Is, it, is there anything wrong going to Canada? No. I have seen men who have abandoned and made wreck of the great destiny in the pursuit of green grass across the bridge. Only to get there and be stranded and they can't come back. You will not do it because it is popular. You will do it because God ordained it. Now, nobody makes a mistake in life. Quote me, write it down. Put it on CNN that I said it. Nobody makes mistake in life without the backing of a voice. Either your own voice or an external voice. Ah, should I say yes to that guy? Then you can decide to ask your girlfriend. What do you think of that today? I want to, I want to date today. Tunde, Tunde is a very stupid boy. I'm, I'm sorry. If you date him, you would regret it. And you know the truth? There might be nothing wrong with Tunde. Because you, you heard the story of Peter and Jesus. Uh, he went to ask uh, Jesus. Say, Jesus, Peter, uh, say, who do people say that I am? And Peter said, Ah, why not? They, most, most people know now. Say, so You are a prophet. Okay, so let's forget those people. Let's forget. Those people are one set of voices. Is that correct? Okay, you, you are a very close voice to me. <laughs> and we all know the answer. And when Peter was going to open his mouth, the original voice spoke through him. Alright? Is that true? So, every day of your life, you're going to be turning between the voices of yourself and other voices. As I'm talking here, some people's voice, they are hearing something else from you. They're not hearing me. They're hearing another voice somewhere. I'm, you know it's possible. It's possible. They're not hearing what you're saying. No. You say, eh, close, you know, close up. You know, voices, eh. You know, you know, have you been in a church where the pastor said, let every demon stand up? And somebody stood up. <laughs> it was very obvious. It was not hearing. It was not hearing anything. 
Now, the quality of the destiny that will occur to you this year will be traceable to the voice of your wife, the voice of children, the voice of your leader everywhere. But God is saying to you this year, I am not telling you those voices are evil. I'm only trying to let you know that I am the one that knows. They call me Alpha and Omega. I am the only one who knows tomorrow. Talk to me that knows tomorrow, then I can assure you a tomorrow. Why would you talk to a man that all he has is yesterday and now? Down the lane, the very one that said, Jesus, you are the son of the living God. Some few verses down, the same Peter. When Jesus then announced to Peter, it is my destiny to die. The same Peter now say, Oh, the kuna, sorry. How can you die? You know, you would have imagined that Peter was giving that response because he was in love with Jesus. No, no, don't be deceived, though. He was in, you know, when he was with Jesus, he didn't pay money for anything. He, in fact, no, he, no, he didn't buy food, he didn't buy water, he didn't buy abstract. When his mother was sick, he took Jesus went to heal the mother. Jesus was his life insurance. Are you not the same Jesus that taught us to speak to mountain? You are not telling me you want to die? But you know the truth? He was a logical voice. Very logical voice. I know what Jesus said to him. Can't give you Satan. Was Peter Satan? No. He had only made his mind open for Satan to use. Now this year, logical response will come. You know what I realized about the voice of God? Usually they don't fit into common sense. Conventionally, they don't stick into common sense. Peter, Peter, it's for your belly you are advising me. Some people, have you tried to tell your mother before? Mama, I just found this lovely boy I want to marry. For those parents that have been here, that have given their children how to marriage, what is the usual first question parents ask? Eh? Where is he from? Where is he from? <laughs> Until date, parents have aborted great destiny of their children because of a wrong voice. Now, friends, seated in this auditorium, as practical as I can make it, as you are walking out, voices will go after you. And one of the voices can be, Kill on preach in church, Lenny. What was the title today? Ah, they said many things, oh. Many things. Exactly what can you pick? Just don't get the tape. They said many things. Because sincerely speaking, was not paying attention. Voices are speaking every day. The voice of logic, the voice of reasoning, the voice of the nation. You are hearing that you're going to impeach, impeach somebody in one country. You are hearing that there is one disease from one country, and all of these voices are coming and they are depressing you. Why are they depressing you? It has no, it has, it's of no consequence to your destiny. Some people will open the, they will open Instagram and instantly they will be depressed. They will open their WhatsApp. Instantly, they will lose connection with God. Somebody refused to come to church because he didn't like what he saw on Instagram. It's a voice. It's the voice. You know, really, the reality is that there's a voice from social media that is getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger every day. And if you don't do something about it, they will misdirect you from destiny. My prayer today is that only the voice of the Lord will shall hear. If you believe, you say convincing amen. Our first man in the, in the scripture. The man that dragged all of us into this wala. Like I told myself, we're growing up as a believer. When I get to heaven, I'm going to call Uncle Adam. No, Grandpa Adam. Grandpa Adam, come here. Come, come. You know the mess you, you created before you left? You should have been on ground to finish it all. 
Do you know what I went through to make it to eternity? Why did you listen to that, that your wife? Uh, because the Bible said to us that Eve was the one that was deceived. Now, I will go and ask, I'm sure Adam will not still behave that the older Adam. He said, it's not me now, it's Eve. Me I will not go and ask Eve. Eve, Eve, Eve. Ah, of, when you listen to an animal, animal, and if you now answer me, it wasn't an animal that came home. Oh, because they wrote it that it was a snake. It wasn't a snake that spoke. How would I have you? I, I named the snake. If the snake could not have spoken with me and I would listen. Then what happened? All the snake was just, the, the voice was a voice of suggestion. You know, honestly, to the same good reasoning, give it a suggestive voice. What do you think of that guy? I don't like him, he's bad. You didn't see the badness, oh. All of a sudden, they just moved your attention to it. Okay? The origin of every confusion is to give them alternative. Every confusion starts with alternative. See, eh? And before we knew it, if, at, and we are where we are today, you will not hear the forbidden. You will not listen to the wrong voice. You will not listen to the wrong voice. This 2020, you will not listen to the wrong voice. We want to look at another person that gave a very wrong advice. Another mama in the house. Mama Sarah. Abraham, Abraham. We know God told you. Friends, this thing sounds like a joke. Somebody seated here today, you are holding firmly to what God told you. In the midst of your family, there's a wave of doubts blowing. Voices that you can't ignore. Imagine my pastor calling me and saying, Steve, you better resign from that your job. And imagine God had told me, sincerely speaking, that don't leave the job. For the fact that when you read Psalm 23, I told you you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. For the fact that it is rough does not mean I'm not there. And for the fact that it is good does not mean I'm there. So, Madam, or Guy Abraham, God told you you will give us a child. Or Guy Abraham, can you see time? Have you seen single women under pressure before? Single women under pressure? They told me in medicine that for every time I have my cycle, the number of eggs and potential to give birth is reducing. It's a voice. Okay, with all these young, young girls that are growing up now, where would I find someone now to look at me? It's a voice. There is always a voice of Sarah that sounds very logical to suppress the voice of God. Did Abraham obey Sarah or not? He did. Where does he landed us now? You know, when you ever read the scripture in Proverbs 16 verse 25, it said there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. Unfortunately, we don't know how bad the way is until the end. And usually at the end, you can't go back to the beginning. So many people are seated here with all kinds of scars and bruises and wounds that if they had seen ahead of them, they would not have taken that decision. Every regret currently in your life, everyone will turn into joy. You saw in Psalm 23, he said he will restore your soul. Everything you have lost as a result of wrong decision, everyone will restore your soul. That's a very good place to say amen. Number two, reason why the voice of God is under attack. The second reason is you talk too much. Honestly speaking, like someone said, you can't quote silence. If I have not said it, you can't quote it. You talk too much. 
If you decide to join the prayer department, they will tell you, you know, prayer department is like for those who know how to talk. They will tell you, join the prayer department so you talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to your father in heaven. Talk to your father in heaven. Tell your father. No, the business of prayer is not just about talking alone. It's also about listening. You talk too much. And then someone told him, but I'm a very quiet person. If you ever met someone that claims to be quiet, believe me, he's only quiet in his lips. He says a lot in his mind. Your talking is distracting the voice of God. Psalm 46 verse 10. He said, be still. Honestly, if you Peter, Peter walked on water. He walked on water with his two legs. All of a sudden, he heard the voice of the wind. And in that moment, what happened? He started to sink. You talk too much. Can you tell yourself to shut up? Tell yourself, shut up. Listen to what God. You have been talking all your life. Nothing has happened. Listen to one voice from God. You talk too much. You know what is now amazing? I love the graphic designer of my slide. Do you know the other talking I've seen around now? Mama, that talking is very disturbing. Somebody's in the restroom. Bam. On Instagram, somebody just got down from the plane. Bam! Oh, one one, they will monitor you everywhere anyhow. Because everything you do is on WhatsApp. You talk too much. Are you aware that secrecy is part of maturity? Who told you God was stupid? When he gave someone, if you give a woman pregnancy. And then he would allow the pregnancy to take its course of growth. And then somebody got pregnant in one month. And went on Instagram. And went on, on, on uh, WhatsApp. And said, praise God, a baby in my womb. The Lord help you deliver that baby. Now, it looks like a very jo- a jo- jovial re- remark. But honestly, if some of us here can be quiet, many, many, many babies will be given back to your destiny. You talk too much on social media. You talk too much. I mean, someone said, I'm dying and it's on social media. I am about to go and sleep and it's on social media. I just got back from UK. Hello, can you please spare the world the details of your itinerary? Bible told me in Psalm 91, he said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Secrecy is part of growth, secrecy is part of taking command. If they know everything, they will deal with you in one second. You talk too much. Amongst church. Oh, he's my brother. No, 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 no. Be discreet with your words. You talk too much. Internal talking, external talking. You are talking to everybody about you. I know you have issues. But excuse me, the only person that can solve your issues is God. You know what I've realized? You might have all your friends as billionaire. If God has not placed it in their heart to help you, they won't help you. Only God send men help us. Where are you? For all I care, where are your problems on your face? If they are not ready to help, they won't help. And don't blame them. God has not instructed them. Your talking is wrecking everything God wants to do. You are going to ahead of God talking about the things that is immaterial. Can you please stay in the place of silence and be still and let God finish his work in you? And I am not saying don't give testimony because testimony is not work in progress. Testimony is what God has done. You don't tell me what God is about to do or what God is doing. Tell me what God has done. That is testimony. Because whatever the Lord does, that is what is what? Permanent. 
advise you as we run through the year. Take notes. Keep your diary. Keep your instructions from God. There are some instructions God will give you if you told someone else, like the case of Joseph. God told Joseph you'll be the head. He told two categories of people. Very close people to him. The first were his sets of brothers. He told them, the Bible said they hated him. By the time he was telling his father, the father told us in the scripture, and Jacob kept it to heart. Oh, you think there is a secret. Anything that leaves your lips is no longer a secret. Because whoever you call best friend is a best friend to someone else. Keep quiet. Keep it to heart. Number three. Now this one is very important. Enemy of the voice. I'm almost done. It's called tradition, bias, and prejudice. You have told yourself, I will never marry a, a Yoruba man. Hey, Maybe God is ready to prepare a Yoruba man for you. <laughs> Do you know how many never you have said? I will never, I will never attend a pastor where the pastor is an evil man. Uh, maybe the solution to your life is in the hand of an evil man. The reality is that most of us, we have traditions that, are, that is preventing the voice of God. In your head, unknowingly, you don't know. The Lord told Peter, sir, remember the story of Peter? The Lord told Peter, he rolled down a sheet from heaven. He said, Peter, stand up, kill and eat. Peter said, ah, ah. You know, you know the funny thing in that story? Even Peter knew it was God talking. You know, it wasn't an issue that it was Satan. He knew it was God that brought the shit. He said, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, ah, Baba God, of all things to eat. You know we don't eat this kind of thing. God said, I am God. I am the one that reserved the right to tell you what is clean and what is not clean. Peter said, no, the tradition does not require us to eat it. God brought it down again the second time. Bam! Peter, I said, eat this thing. Some of us argue based on our ideology, our philosophy, our traditions. You, are, you know the Bible was very interesting when it said, your traditions have made the power of God ineffective. What you are holding on to, I can't change this business line. This is what my generation have been doing. Ah, God is saying there is time for change. I can't, I can't. No, I can't marry a, a short man. I'm not saying marry a short man, no. We're only using it as an example. Why are you discriminating what God is saying? Because of your traditions, because of your culture. And when God was tired of Peter, you know what God did to Peter? God just left him and said, Peter, go out. There are some people waiting for you at the gate. Follow them. You know what I noticed in that scripture? Maybe, maybe if Peter had been flexible, maybe it should have been Peter who would carry out the assignment of Paul. Because the guy was not ready to talk to the Gentiles. Say Gentiles, of all people to go and preach to, this unbeliever, just like God telling you a guy right now, go to, what's the name of one club? There's one club that they shut down some months ago. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Eh? They don't want to even say it. They don't want to say it. They know it all. They don't want to say it. The tradition of the church should not even make them say it. Mr. Deji, you know it, eh? Quillox. Quillox. Imagine God telling you, son, get up, go to Quillox, wait for me there. And then in your head, eh? Quillox. What if Mr. Evelyn, Pastor Evelyn sees me in Quillox? Ah, they will say, I'm not going to pastor. Hello. Don't be the one to decide how God wants to run your life. You know, you know, you can get to, God can tell someone such very funny instruction. Get up. Go to Quillox. Stay there. 
I know I, I don't know where Kilos is. I've not been there, and I'm not saying it hypocritically. I mean, if God told me tomorrow morning to go to Kilos and uh, meet uh, the GM there, you know I will be there. You know what I'm talking about here. For business, you know, it's business. He said, God said, go to go to Kilos. A pretty, a pretty young lady said, get up, go to Kilos. And she was sitting in Quillox. Not knowing that the very man that God has ordained for her husband. You know, your tradition says you will find your husband in church. Hey, don't, don't, don't always follow these traditions. Oh. Okay, you show me in the Bible where it was written that every service must start with praise and worship. And then after praise and worship, prayer. Who told you we just can't gather? By the leading of the Holy Ghost, we just start to preach. Our tradition has held us bound and we are restricting the flow of all spirits. The Holy Ghost can't move because we have, we have a regimented arrangement of how God is to move. Look at you. Look at you. I pity some people. Maybe they're going to marry a very fine young man, but that young fine young man must see a princess, not a princess that is tying scarf. It's so essential to hear God. God is the ultimate solution and answer to everything. Friends, don't give the monopoly of your life to a tradition or a belief system. Unfortunately for us, the Christian world is not about do's and don'ts. It's a relationship business. It's not about do's and don'ts. The laws of Moses and there with Moses. This is about the Holy Ghost in relationship with you. What the Holy Ghost told me, he might not told you. For the fact that you don't understand does not make it less the Holy Ghost. Because we are not the same level of spiritual experience. Oh, you love your pastor to wear tie. Funny, sorry, my own pastor does not wear tie. And he said because he does not wear tie, I won't be in his church. Your miracle is in his hand. Your tradition has prevented it. Ladies and gentlemen, can you enter intimacy with the Holy Ghost? And say, Holy Ghost, lead me wherever you want to lead me and we go. Regardless of the perception of men. Or the perspective of men. Somebody woke up one morning and disrupted our titan system. And some don't even know where to fall. Is it okay? Is it not okay? I mean, I couldn't give. Oh, forgive. Oh, excuse me. You didn't plan to give. You didn't plan to give. You didn't plan to be giving. Giving was one of your torments. But whatever you are confused about, you are supposed to go and ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? In closing, never continue your work with God for the rest of this year if you don't have the habit of what I call the habit of inquiry. You know what inquiry is? Inquiry means, Daddy, I'm not talking to you about anything. What should I do? You know what I realized? If you keep asking that singular question from God on Monday, on Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere along the line, God will answer you what to do. But you know what? I know that in the course of this teaching, somebody will come and teach us the various dynamics of God's voice. You know, there is dream. Somebody here is gifted with the gift of dream. But the enemy has taken over it with nightmare. Rather than seeing dreams, he's seeing nightmare. I pray to you today, every power tampering with your imagination, those powers are broken in the name of Jesus. Now, because God knows that you are young, some are young, some are old, he will talk to you at your level of your age. If you are the type of person that knows how to dream, he will visit you in your dream. If he knows you to be someone that reads the Bible like an addiction, he will speak through his word. If he knows you are someone that your hearing is still under formation, he will speak through his servants. In all, hear God. My closing word is from today you will tell God 
What are you saying on this matter? Don't talk. Don't talk English. Just kneel down. I say, Daddy, what are you saying? Just tell me. My ears are open. I'm very open to you. Let's rise on our feet. The enemies of God's voice clearly written. Be mindful who you listen to. Be mindful what you, what you tell yourself. Tell yourself I will live long. Shut up, devil. Tell yourself there is no high blood pressure in my blood. Shut up, devil. Devil, you are a liar. You know, you get to that point, you will shout it with your mouth. I will never forget the joke I heard. Mama, I heard this joke of a young believer who was washing her clothes to the point of suicide. She was tired of life. And while she was washing, I said it here in one of the midweek service, uh, Ipo was beside her. The regular detergent was beside her. And she sat on her stool and she was washing. While she was washing, she was lamenting that, oh my God, this is not the picture of my life I saw. At this age, this should have done. And she was lamenting with such bitterness. And while that was going on with intensity in her mind, the devil crept in and said, you know what? There is no solution in view. Just drink this apple and end this misery. Just die. Death is the eternal rest. Just rest. All this wala, your luggages you are carrying, it's never going to come down. Just die. While the just die was going on in her head, you know what she said? Please, for those who don't understand Yoruba, she said it in Yoruba, I will say it. She said, ah, ah, continue to die. I want you to die. To die. Me or die. Me or die. She packed her clothes. Packed her eyeball. I'm going, me or die. Yo, me or die. She was shouting. Somebody was watching her. She's only, she's only refusing, refusing a voice. Because you know the funny thing about life? One moment it is dark. Before you say Jack Robinson, it is early morning. Even Nigeria climate is not predictable. Why are you concluding on your life? Some days ago it was Amatan. One moment it was so hot. One, so if you took your decision based on Amatan, what happens when it becomes hot again? Just hear God. He's the ultimate in life. Someone is blessed this morning. Hallelujah. Lift your right hand to the Father and talk to Him like a child. Your right hand to the Father and talk to Him like a child. And say, Jesus, open my ears of understanding. Let me hear you, Lord. I'm tired of the confusion of this life. Let me know what you are saying to me, Jesus. I'm tired of people's advice, people's suggestion. I'm even tired of how I feel about myself. Speak to me today, Lord. Speak to me tonight. Speak to me in my dream. Let me know what to do. End my misery, Lord. Put an end to the confusion and the reproach. Say to me, Lord Jesus, my ears are open. And so, Jesus, we appreciate you. We pray that you will touch somebody today. Anybody that, that is not born again, this is a good time for you to say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. You can't, you can't hear him if you're not his child. Come to your father like a prodigal child and he will take you back. Father, we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Hallelujah.